Hello, everybody. It is Friday, March 5th. It's a wonderful day. It's the Four Guys Roundtable Show. With me, one of your cohorts, Joe, a.k.a. Theo, Darth Pat, AJ Nitro, Coach Jeremy is all with us as usual. Did you say cohort or cohort? Cohorts. (laughs) That didn't take long. I may be a whore, but I am just... (laughs) Well... We definitely definition of whore could be a definition of a whore. We, you know, cohorts, you know, we could all define that in our own special way. Now, listen, I don't got warts, okay? That's his old, you know, <laughs> no, no warts, no warts. warts. You know, my, my dad wears hearing aids, and there have been many times. Can he hear us? There have been, there have been That's many bad. times. There have been many times recently when I've been talking to him, and I swear to God, he does not hear what I say. And I no, have just to ask him, you. And I ask him, "Are your ears in?" Yeah, meaning you know, are are your are your hearing aids in? And sometimes he'll give me the whole like, "Oh, one of them's out," or "Oh, the batteries are down," or blah blah blah. So, yeah. here, here, Jeremy, please, please, please don't turn into him with like not hearing things. That we <laughs> mine's not i'm doing mine for fun uh i really Uh, can hear um very well actually (laughs) mine is for comedic relief but i can tell you uh in uh talking on the phones with some of the older people that i used to talk with which i am thankfully don't have to talk to anymore i'm sure that was fine that you would literally say something maybe go excuse me what did you say and then you'd have to put your hand over like i said no because <laughs> all they hear like freaking like charlie brown on a peanuts movie. I, I would find myself doing that too i hated that it's like god <laughs> it's like oh my god please put somebody else on the phone that can hear english well a little bit uh, you, you actually remind the, the way you just were kind of doing that. You reminded me of an old uh, home home star runner uh, cartoon where they encountered where they encountered this like random like like drive through speaker in the middle of nowhere. Oh, we'll put it this way: it's just about how you can't understand what like sometimes the people are saying like through the drive through speaker. Where like the drive through speaker is starting to say things like "sever your leg, please." And they're like, <laughs> Did "You just tell me to sever my leg," you know? It's like. It's like Saturday night, please. It's the greatest day. <laughs> Is that a comic strip cartoon you're talking about? Because that's not ringing a bell right here. Really, never heard of Homestar Runner before. Uh, no, I, sir. I, 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 I have. I just, it just, I just can't. It was, it was, it was a, it was a web cartoon that was made pre- predominantly with, uh, with Flash. That was biggest in like the. Uh, in the 2000s but the guys who created it kind of kind of moved on to other things and they don't they don't update it uh much anymore one of my younger sisters old boyfriends uh introduced us to it many years ago so speaking of uh the drive-through speakers i heard recently that mcdonald's is going to start running a um like a test with an ai system that takes your order at the drive-thru that's going to be fun. Well, it might be better <laughs> than what they do now. Well, well, so, well, well, what do you mean by an AI system? Like an Alexa type system taking your order at the drive-thru. Oh. Oh, yes. 
Do you know what? Do you do not makes me want to do that makes me want to do all my voices and just fuck with that system and see if I can get it to break. <laughs> oh, well, it's um, gonna be or see if it orders my the right shit for me. That's what I want to do. I mean, we're I think we've been headed that way with like automation and shit. And yeah, that's gonna be great. Um I actually went to uh to the McDonald's closest to my office twice this week, which I'm not gonna be doing anymore. Um, there are too many. The one day I went because I was coming back from a doctor's appointment, so I couldn't take two but mustard only. That's like my standard McDonald's order. I got two double cheeseburgers, no ketchup and mustard. That's the way I like it. That's the way I like it. But, but no, it still had the pickles and the onion on. Which oh, is well, I still had that, but the, basically the what I don't want on the burger. Okay. <laughs> Mm. All right. So they were like, yeah. they were like, listen here, bitch, this is not Burger King. You don't get it your way. You get it our way. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the problem was like it still had like the tickets attached to the wrappers that said only ketchup, only mustard, but they just did it, they just did it backwards. Now, Wednesday I went again, same order, and I was a little rushed. So I didn't look in the bag before I pulled away from the window. When I grabbed the bag, it like you know, it felt right. <laughs> That's instead what she of, said. <laughs> instead, <laughs> instead of instead of two double cheeseburgers, I got two McDoubles, which the difference is there's only one slice of cheese on a McDouble instead of two. Oh, oh God forbid. You got to have that yeah. slice of cheese. Well, well, that's that's no, important. Well, I'm glad that I didn't know that, Pat. I'll file that away. That's ain't that about a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and it also had like you know ketchup, mustard, pickles, and onions on it, so they didn't even get the you know the ketchup and mustard only part right. But there was also two fillet of fishes. Hey, That's Pat's favorite sandwich. Two for six. And I'm like, well, this is great. They gave, the they, only they fish gave, he's ever had. They they gave <laughs> me the they gave me the complete wrong order. So I'm like, whoever got my order, I hope noticed it before they pulled away because by the time I noticed it. I was back in my office. I wasn't driving 10 minutes back to say, no. hey, you fucked up my order. Yeah. No, it's – it's, and it's interesting because I was at Sheets, or sometimes I like to call it Shits. Um, <laughs> and yeah. we did, I had my son with me, so I didn't want to have to get out the car because I knew it was going to be two seconds in and two seconds out to get it. But with my son in the car, I have to unbuckle him, get him out of the car, walk in, do the two seconds to grab my bag, walk back out, buckle him up. It's just a pain in the ass, and it's it's inconvenient. So I did the curbside pickup. So you check in when you get there so they can bring your food out to you. You thank them. Maybe you give them a tip if you're really nice and they were really nice to you. These fucking dumbasses put my bag on the in-store pickup spot. So I sat there for 10 to 15 minutes waiting for them to bring out my food to only realize that these dumbasses were not bringing out my food. And wow. I had to do exactly what I didn't want to do. And like I said, it's not that I can't. It's just a fucking inconvenience. And when you have curbside pickup, which is a convenience, I expect you to bring my food out like I intended you to. Okay. So I, when, for Valentine's Day, uh, Texas Roadhouse was doing like a thing. I don't like to go there, but they were, I wanted prime rib and they were doing something where you could get two entrees and it was like 40 bucks. So I'm like, we're going to do it for this. Cause I want prime rib. So I ordered it 
early in the morning. Like the place don't even open till four. I ordered at like 10 o'clock in the morning. They sent me a text. I was at work and it said, when you get here, text us saying you're here. So when I was like pulling into the parking lot, they sent me a text saying your food's ready. So I said, sweet. So then I pulled into a spot and I texted here and I sat there and I continued to sit there. And like 10 minutes later, they still didn't bring my food out, but they had this like pickup window that you had to walk up to. So apparently I had to get in that line to pick up my food. Why would you send me a text saying, just uh, say you're here and we'll bring it out to you. Then I had to figure out on my own that I had to walk up to this fucking walk-up window and get my food. So uh, that sucks. That so place here- is like so unorganized and disorganized every time I go there. So which this this is so this leads me into one thought, and I don't want to elaborate on this, but I just want to put this out there, and I would just like to get your guys's yes or no, okay. if you agree or not. This. These are the positions that people want to be paid $15 an hour to do. Like, let's raise minimum wage to $15 an hour. Like, that's this big thing. And I'm not saying that minimum wage should be what it is. I'm not saying it shouldn't have been gradually increased and should be better than what it is. But what I'm saying is you're expecting uh, a high school kid or maybe an early 20s that, you know, hasn't figured out what they want to do yet that can't even get an order correct or <laughs> do, you know, do this basic, simple shit. Bring it out to correctly, your car. But yet you want to give them $15 an hour, which some people who are skilled and do skilled labor don't even make an hour. That yeah. just seems absurd to me. Not saying that minimum, like again, once again, not saying that minimum wage should not be higher than what it is, but I think we're going a little on the cuckoo for Cocoa Puff side as uh, Theo likes to say by giving people $15 an hour to do an unskilled labor job. I think like, I get what you're saying. I think the biggest thing though, for fast food places like this or restaurants who do this type of thing is who's training them. Who's training those people who are training them. Who's implementing the systems because if you say text us, we'll come out and you got to go in a fucking line or they put your shit in the wrong stuff. It's just a lack of you either not having enough people to be working there, not having the proper system in place to even make this functional. And when you don't have even those, those two items, then everything just goes to shit. This pretty, it just, it just, it just goes to shit. I mean, uh, I was talking to AJ the other day, he had called me and being, me and my son were going through Wendy's because they wanted fucking Wendy's. So they didn't, <laughs> I and I like I like Wendy's chili and I like their chicken sandwiches, right? So I got a chicken sandwich, fine. But then he gave me my fucking chili. I wanted my chili, goddamn it! So I had to pull over, <laughs> go inside, yes, <laughs> get, get get my chili. I'd be like, hey, bros, I've got my chili. Do that. The other day, I went to McDonald's in the morning and I got the um, breakfast burrito meal, and I wanted an extra breakfast burrito. So I, I get my bag as I'm about to pull away. I stop. There's no one behind me. I look in the bag. They didn't have it. So I back up. She's like, what's wrong? I was like, I ordered an extra breakfast burrito. She comes back and gives me like a, a, a sausage McMuffin. I was like, fuck it. I'm taking it. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'm like, I'm just taking it. I was like, I'm done. I was like, I'll eat it. I don't give a shit. So they left. Um, but it's funny because you mentioned going to there for Valentine's Day. We went to 
uh, we did something too, this place we want to try and their system was flawless. They were like, when you get here, it was like detail. When you get here, there's signs, you text message this number and let us know that you're here and which your first and last name and the car, the type of car you're driving. Sweet. There was like, you know, I forget my food would have been done at like four o'clock. So I left, I drove over there. It was like four Oh two. I got there. I pulled in the spot. They had my cell phone number. I text them here, my name, um, uh, and the, the, the car I was driving comes out. Hello. Are you such and such? You're like, yeah. Oh, here you go. Food. Boom. Boom. Sign the thing. Tip. Boom. Here you go. Bye. Peace. Most, like, mo shit, most of my experiences That's with awesome. these places have been good. The Agreed. Roadhouse one was bad. Like I've mm -hmm. done Red Lobster. I've done Olive Garden a bunch of times. And I've done even Longhorn. And they've been fine. It was just Roadhouse that was, it was a hot mess. And me and Zach, we even went to pick up food one time when it was super COVID COVID. And we're like, what is going on here? Thank God we're not going into this place because that parking lot was full and there were people everywhere on top of each other. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> they're really following the rules here. I mean, overall, though, it does minimum wage need to go up? Absolutely. Um, but it's, it, I have to just think anymore. There's so many places that don't have proper systems, don't have their employees trained, don't have enough employees to, to handle right. the, the workload that's coming in. Plus, I just think they, they, they do things to just rush, just, just, just want to oh. rush and get it out. And that's where shit just gets get fucked up right. uh, more but and more raising, during the course of the time. But raising the minimum wage does not change that. And that's the no, thing. So no. why it'd be $2 an hour or $20 an hour that you're still yeah. going to, yeah. So overall, you're a, still going to get the same output. So the, the, the whole, so. And I will just leave it at that. We don't want to need to talk about that anymore because yeah. I don't want to get into a political debate with anybody um, on this show or have people get mad that we're talking about this. Um, I vote purple. So, but uh, we would love, so this, I want to, I want everybody to comment on this. So if you're listening to this, when you have a chance to listen to this and you're like, okay, da, 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 we want to know about your bad experiences, leave a comment on your bad experiences with the current situations that are going on with curbside pickup and everything like that, leave a comment about your bad experience. We'd like to know if you've had some of these things happen to you that have happened to us, because <laughs> that's always fun. I, I don't know how much of it I'm going to watch on Sunday, but like this, this is NBA all-star weekend and they're doing uh, it a little bit differently this year mm -hmm. because they're doing the three point contest and everything before the all-star game. And then they're doing the dunk contest at halftime of the all-star game. So they're not doing it Saturday night and Sunday night. They're basically doing everything on Sunday this year. So I, I, I'm going to watch it because Zach Levine is in it. He's in the three point contest and he's actually in the all-star game. So and a little more vested interest this year than normal years. So the all-star game last year, I believe they're doing the same format this year. where at the end of the third quarter, whichever team is winning is going to be up by 20 points. And the fourth, it was entertaining last year because everybody yeah. started playing defense. I believe they're doing the same thing again this year. So this is a, this is the first time Steph Curry and LeBron James have ever played on a team together. <laughs> this will be the first time that has ever happened this weekend. So yes, yes. I, I say I say LeBron doesn't pass the ball to Steph Curry at all. 
to say he doesn't pass it to him. He's like, fuck you. Just he fuck you. I ain't giving you the ball. Either. <laughs> he could be a dick. I, so it's, it's, if, if that every year in the all-star game is always the night of a pay-per-view it, it happens every year and this is the first time in a long time there's not a wwf pay-per-view but now there's an aw pay-per-view which are always on on saturdays all of a sudden this one's on a sunday because so, there's no wwe one probably so against it's weird that they're doing it on a sunday I, I was i was like oh wow this really is on a sunday yeah it's right. a bit odd i think it's about that time to bring forth through the rhyme no i'm just kidding uh to start this thing that we call a podcast no joe. it's not no it's not yeah shut up joe no 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 no, no, no. i'm putting in my two cents real quick oh okay <laughs> number one bad bad curbside experience uh oh. mother's day mother's day last year tried to go to outback the problem was is that they had barely been reopened after like the pandemic shutdown and everything and i think when a few people heard that they were open Literally everybody tried to do a curbside order from the place, and I was seriously. Yeah, they have enough food. I was seriously sitting there two hours waiting for my order before. Holy smokes! Well, the only, I even, the only can reason I have I my tip back, please? At that point <laughs> that I left on the card, can I have it back? Well, I never got. I never was never charged anything, so I never got okay. the order. And I called okay. and basically said, "If you're still working on my order at this point, cancel it." The only reason I stuck around that long is because Money in the Bank was going on. And I was watching it on my phone. <laughs> And I basically even said, <laughs> if, smart if, man. If, if, if this thing ends and I still haven't got my order, then that's it. Also, about minimum wage laws, um, minimum wage definitely needs to be higher. All I'm going to say is this. The one senator was talking about how apparently for some reason minimum wage shouldn't be raised because he worked as a cook at a restaurant back in the 70s when he was in high school. And he the got fucking by 70s, please. On, he got by on $6 an hour and was able to save for college. Minimum $6. wage was $6 an hour back in the 70s. Oh, not was it? Just, but, but not just that. $6 in 1979 is $21.62 now. Inflation. I could, yeah. I could tell you what the minimum wage was in 1979 because I looked this up. I wanted to compare it to what senators were making back then and what they make now and what minimum wage is. And uh, once again, we're not going to get into politics, so I'm not going to go over that. But it is fucking ridiculous that the inflation that they've received and the inflation on minimum wage is uncomparable. Right. But again, what I'm saying is like he's talking about he was able to get by on $6 an hour in, in 1979 yeah, when he was a high school senior. That's great. So that yes. means that <laughs> no cost fifty cents, right? So, it, what, but the the exactly. counter to that then then is that if you're saying you were able to get by at six dollars an hour, now that like people should be able to get by on seven twenty five or seven fifty or even like ten or eleven dollars. No, they they can't. It's just impossible. That's all there is to it. Yes. So all right. So Theo, what yes. the hell are we talking about this week? We are talking about some wham, bam, thank you, man, action movies. Ooh, action movies. I love a good action movie. A little movie. sexual. And I mean, wham, bam, no. thank you, ma'am, could have been porn <laughs> movies, too. But No, I was I was a little concerned where you were going there. I was like, bam, bam, I took you, you down ma'am. a false path, but I brought you back. <laughs> you people never listen to David Bowie? <laughs> I know. Uh, not very much, but okay. No. But we are, we are talking action movies. Nice. Blow them up, shoot them up. I, whatever. Cut your limbs off. I don't care. (laughs) 
I like the fact of cutting off your limbs. That sounds pretty cool. But the, the, more, I, I attribute, the more craziness, the more uh, I like. I, I mean, I wouldn't attribute cutting limbs off to action movies per se. That would seem more horror movies to me, but okay. Samurai. Mm-hmm. Japanese movies. Well, mm. Samurai films, I consider its own genre. So. Oh, well, okay. I can understand that. So I... So I want to start, since we are talking action movies, I want to start us off with the top 15 that I found on Men's Health. Okay, so this is going to be interesting. Men's Health. So it's the top 15 grossing action movies of all time or what? Nope, this is just top 15 action movies of all time. As of when? Uh, This is going back pretty far to like the 70s and stuff like that. No, no, no. I mean, did this happen in the last year? or? Oh, when did they do this? Uh, September 1st of 2020 is when this was okay. done. That's, that's so pretty, is, pretty new. So that's yes. good. Yeah. So Men's me Health go. always has some crazy. So I have to actually work like backwards because they started it with number one. So I got to go to number 15 and go forward. Well, I mean, go technically, it's completely up to date because how many new movies? Yeah, come right. Out? Exactly. Yeah. So that's why. <laughs> All right. So with number 15, and I just thought this would be a good way to start us off because then we no, can just fine. go fucking anywhere from there. Um, so number 15, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. I'm, um, I'm actually maybe depending upon where the list goes i'm actually i was actually thinking that maybe that would be rated higher yeah number 14 crouching tiger hidden dragon oh that's 14 that should yeah. be higher that was I a kinda, really good one kind of surprised that's on the list i've never been as big of a fan as other people are of that movie mm, I, I really liked it um that's kind of my some of my number of 13. This one surprised me. Mad Max Fury Road. This is the newer one, the 2015 Mad Max. Yeah, which... you know, every, everybody seems to love that film. I I don't get it. I, I've I've never gone it with that. I like it, but I don't think it's great, but I like it. Yeah. Number 12, Aliens, the uh, original Aliens from 1986. Well, not the original, but Okay, the one that most people know. Well, no, I'm saying like it, it, it was the sequel to Alien. Oh, yes. oh okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean by when, when you by what you're saying the original though. You mean like not you're you're basically saying the original not series, the, not yes. the Alien versus Predator. Yeah, movies. like yeah. we weren't into the Aliens two, three, and whatever the hell number they got up to. Yeah. Um, number eleven, the killer. The uh, okay. The John Woo. Yeah, the John Woo movie. Yeah, you check out that one. Yeah, I, I have I have seen that one. That one is pretty good. Uh, number 10, House of Flying Daggers. Okay. Which I've seen, but not entirely. I don't, I don't think I've actually seen House of Flying Daggers. Uh, number nine, Ip Man. Okay. That was really good. That's a really good movie. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that and the the first two sequels. I know they did a fourth one now, which I haven't seen yet. Yeah, that one was really good too. I don't know. They were all good. I really like the guy that plays it, man, too. Danny uh what's his name? Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen, who who for uh for people who haven't seen the It Man movies was in Rogue One. He was the Yes, you know, the, blind the blind guy. The blind guy who, of course, yep. kept saying, you know, I am with the force, the force is with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, Those are that shit movies. was funny. <laughs> Um, number eight, Enter the Dragon, which I think should be higher. Bruce, yes, Lee. Bruce Lee, classic. Yeah. Terrific, terrific movie. 
Uh, number seven, John Wick. Yeah, I've baby. Never seen, I've still never I'll seen see. any of the. I've still never no. seen any of the John Wick movies. Even my dad's like, you've got to watch John Wick. <laughs> I mean, I've seen. I've seen. I've actually seen those. So you need I'll, to see I'll, all I'll, three in a row I'll, because I'll they just pro- all continue. Yeah, I'll probably get to them at some point. But yeah, I think it is <sighs> where I, I. I think I have just said like I'll just like watch them all like back to back to back. That is a Vince McMahon. It's such good shit. It's such <laughs> that was a bad impersonation by me, but you know, I try. Uh, let's see. Number six, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Okay. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Rogue Nation, I think, is the one with, um, oh, now I have a brain fart that the bad guy is. I'm trying to think of, yeah, was that the fifth one or the sixth one? That's Cavell. Uh, I have no idea. Cavell ends up being flipping this flipping. Yeah, when does it say that one was made? Uh, 2015. That sounds like the fifth one then. Yeah, that's oh god. Not the one with Henry Cavill. Okay, that was that was, that was the sixth one. Yeah, no, the one before. Yeah, it's uh, that's. God damn think, it! I actually think the best one is the one where Philip Seymour Hoffman's the villain. That's my favorite Mission Impossible. Yeah, that's the last movie. one I think so, I saw. Too. I think Seymour Hoffman's fantastic in that movie. So that's my favorite Mission Impossible. Is it Rogue Nation the one where he meets that? Uh, there's that whole thing at the end with that him and that female. You seem like they're gonna. Ah, uh, no, it's James Bond. Never mind. Keep going. Keep um, going, Jeremy. All right, number five, The Bourne Ultimatum, which was the last of the Bourne trilogy. Yep. Uh, number four, Kill Bill Volume One. Okay. This is where, and this is where I, this. I, I I don't mind that being in the top fifteen, but I think that I think it's a little high. Yes, that's a little high. for it's, me. It's a little high. It's it's that high on that list for one part of the movie, and Kill Bill Two is also a better film than Kill Bill One. Yes, I agree with uh, you on that. And this is where this this is where this list starts to get a little hairy for me as I went through it. Number three, Ungbach. I've seen that. So I, I, I thought it was really I, good. I know of it. I haven't seen it. Uh, number two, The Raid 2 Redemption. Same thing. I know of it. I haven't seen it. And okay. does anybody want to take a guess at what number one is? Don't tell me it's The Raid 1. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just think. What movie could it possibly be number one? Um, well, sh- shit, the way that list was going, I would think it would be another fucking martial arts movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you would be wrong. Theo, do you want to take a crack at it? It's somebody that I haven't mentioned yet as far as an action star. Is it something with Stallone? Hmm. Brock or Rambo? Is it Rambo? Mm-hmm. Yep, First Blood. <sighs> See, here's the thing. I have a big problem with that list for a couple of reasons. One <laughs> is that there's too many... When I think, yeah. and see again, it's a nebulous definition as an action movie, but you got a couple it's movies on there which, which to me are, are more sci-fi, like you know Terminator 2 and Aliens, though I can definitely see where you could also call those action movies. But like half that list is martial arts movies. Yes. And again, it's not that I don't consider martial arts movies action movies, but I think that they're enough of their own subgenre that I don't. I would not easily be able to put them in a ranking with what I consider to be like an action movie. 
And then First Blood to me is not an action movie. First Blood to me is a is a it's thriller. It's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a suspense movie. It's a psychological movie more so than it's an action movie. But yeah, I mean so, Rambo too. That's that's where we're getting some yeah, Rambo action. Rambo is action. Yeah, yeah. First Blood is more of a it's 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 more of like a deep story about his character it's not really there's action in it but it's not like yeah it's not like the shoot him up bang bang and yeah you know, so the hard pounding shit yeah See, i don't it's, mind it's the movie that most people miss the point of <laughs> i don't mind all the martial art movies because i i'm into that but mm-hmm. i get what you're saying where it could be separated i think there may be like a three four where i would put in like my top 15 or 20 list if i had to sit down and like do this but yeah, I mean, it's action is kind of very broad with the Bruce Lee one for sure. I think Enter the Dragon fits more than some of the other ones do. So yeah, because why Bruce Lee's a martial arts movie, there is actually it's more if you think about it this way, Enter the Dragon is almost like a James Bond type film because he's a spy yeah. in that movie. He's doing you know he's sneaking around and and then he's fighting guys. Um, but it's centered around a martial arts tournament. So a lot of people throw it in the martial arts genre just because Bruce Lee's in it and he kicks and punches and stuff like that. But watch James Bond movie once or twice. There's kicks and punches in that too. And they're very similar in that aspect. So, you know, it's not, when you look at Enter the Dragon, I don't think it's a true, like full on martial arts movie, not like The Boss or, um, uh, what the heck is the, the other one that I can't remember all of a sudden? Um, Fist of Fury. Those are more like yeah. martial martial arts movies than Enter the Dragon was. So, but, and this is why we had such a hard time when we were talking about this, like we should do action movies and we're like, oh my God, should we break it down to like just a certain star, like an action star? Where should we go? Because it is such a broad, broad topic to talk about. So, um, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, there's so many different movies to pick from. Do you go true action where it's only guns and explosions or, you know, and hand-to-hand combat, or do you go martial arts style movies to include those? But so yeah, it's going to be interesting where we go with this. Um, There's different avenues you can go down when you start talking about this. But I will definitely say two of my favorite type of action movies are definitely like war action movies and martial arts action movies. Those are definitely two of my favorite type of action movies out there. Yeah, same. Yeah, for me, when I think of an action movie, to me, I'm thinking of something that, above all else, is completely, totally, and 100% preposterous. It has absolutely, <laughs> has absolutely no chance of, you know, something that could ever happen in real life. Well, I like, like the speed. Fast and the Furious. That's what I was I love just about to say. Furious, <laughs> I mean, I have I have never watched a Fast and the Furious movie. I really trying to keep it that way um but i mean but but that is what i'm thinking of i mean like for me i i seem to remember like there was this there seemed to be this big heyday of action movies back in like the 90s where you had stuff like under siege and uh demolition man and speed speed's a good example the the bus <laughs> fucking jumps a fucking bridge so yeah yeah did speed and you had true lies and con air and face off and the rock and eraser uh you know mission and like the first two mission impossibles were around those years and and other other films of, of that sort so 
like those are the ones that I kind of think of with action. I, I just think of again, like you know, like preposterous plot. You know, generally, like you know, one guy up against like you know, usually a series like not just one bad guy, but a series of bad guys. Um, explosions got to be lots of explosions, of course. Uh, usually, preferably yes. with uh, guys walking away from explosions in slow mo, which of course. <laughs> You know, as uh, if, if you saw if you saw the other guys, you know, of course, uh, you know, is is a lie that you can't just walk away from an explosion like that because the force of the explosion will knock you over and everything. Uh, but yeah, to me, I mean, to me, like when I think of action movies, I think of like movies like that more so than you know some of the ones that were on that list. But again, it's a nebulous definition. That's I'm I'm more with Pat on that one, so I, I'm more inclined to. Yeah, and, the, and mis- I, the the Fast and the Furious and the Mission Impossible movies. Now, when I go see them, I'm like, "Oh, what are we going to do now? That is so unrealistic. How can we top the last movie? What can we do this time?" So yeah, that's why yeah. Fast and the Furious is going to be in space. We're heading towards that. So <laughs> yeah, cars are going to be flying around in space. Probably no, they'll be driving on a track that they made out of wood <laughs> in, in the space. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, what, what's what's Tom Cruise going to do in the next Mission Impossible to top? You know, actually dangling off of a goddamn you know airplane and everything, like the way he did in the in the last one. I think that was in the last one. So <laughs> it's like, what the? How the hell do you top that? I mean, the, the Fast and the Furious went from, in five, they were pulling vaults down the street. In six, they were pulling an airplane out of the sky. In seven, we had cars jumping from one skyscraper to another. Mm-hmm. And I also believe in eight, we had cars parachuting down into a small area. We also had the, a submarine chasing them on the ice in, in number eight. So they've, I don't know what they're going to do at number nine. I mean, they have John Cena, so they can probably have a car with a flat tire that imaginarily if the tire gets filled up again, they can definitely do that. No, what they're going to do is it's oh, John Cena. So what they're going to do is they're going to have him pick up the car and put it on his shoulder and run really fast with it <laughs> instead of drive it. Uh, <laughs> he'll have like his purple pal with him. Like Tip Walk picking up the stairs and tr- throwing him <laughs> in the ring. He's going to pick up the car and chuck it at somebody. Well, because he's entering the franchise at this point where they've done all those things, like you just said, you know, like, oh, they went from this to this to this. Well, he's been talking to Kofi Kingston, I've been hearing, because, you know, <laughs> it's, a, it's a little it's a little like Kofi Kingston's, like, you know, Royal Rumble, uh, you know, elimination avoidances. It's like, well, we started here, then we went to here, that we did this, we did this. So, you know, it's just that he's basically just, he, he's seeking Kofi's advice on, uh, <laughs> like, well, where, do you, where do you go from here? And Oh, I know what it is. They're going to, this is what they're going to do. They're going to have Vin Diesel drive at John Cena full Blair, like 140 miles an hour, and he's going to stop the car with his hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's some super bad shit. <laughs> oh, or man. dive through the window as it's coming at him and he lives through it. See, see, for me, a Mission Impossible 2, that one started early because he fucking kicks the gun up like out of the sand into his hand. I'm and, like, really? And yeah, shoots okay. It. Yeah. And shoots it because so, there's no sand started, stuck in the action. It started early in Mission Impossible <laughs> for me. Like, that was number two. With, with Fast and the Furious, it was about the fourth one yeah. where I'm like, all right, we're starting to go down the path of 
no return. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause I remember, I remember when that scene happened and everybody was like, that's fucking impossible. There would be sand in the action. You'd never be able to shoot that gun. It would misfire, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, not if it's a Glock. <laughs> Glocks can go through anything. But, yeah. I don't, I think it was a nine mil. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure that. I like I like the Mission Impossible movies. I will continue to go see them. I'm just yeah. very partial to the one because Philip Seymour Hoffman was so good as the villain in the third one. I'm always going to be partial to that one because I liked him so much. So and he died very just uh, it just happened. He dies in that movie like that too. It's there's no build up. He just gets run over. He's dead. <laughs> Sometimes the best way to go. Right, and nobody was expecting that. That was the thing. It was like, oh shit, he's dead. No, yeah. 15-minute fight. He died in a second. Yeah. And it's, it, like, for me, like, I, I enjoy those kind of movies, too. But there has to be some level of believability. Once it gets to a certain level, I'm like, yeah, this is getting tough right now. Like, they got they better bring in some, like, comedy relief to, to, to break up this nonsense action. That's, because... what, that's, what, uh, that's, what, that's why Dwayne's in The Fast and the Furious, so... I mean, we want to bring out Tyrese, the greatest, that's why Tyrese is there. The greatest action three movies, I think it was, of of action heroes. Let's let's rack out those expandable movies, baby. I watched <laughs> all three of them. <laughs> we got some great, great legends in that in that fucking movie series. That, you're right. There was was there three of those? Yeah. There was a there, yeah, they had a ton of people. Because it was movies. expandables, expandables two, and then what was the last one? Spanables three was it three? Oh, I wasn't sure yeah. if they gave it like a catchy title or something. Why do I feel I like they might have the third one? Just, just three. Harrison Ford was in the third one. Yeah, I mean, you had Harrison Ford, you had Bruce Willis, you had John Claude Van Damme, Dolph well, Lundgren. Willis, Willis wasn't in the third one. Harrison Ford kind of sort of replaced Willis in the third one. I mean, he wasn't playing the same character, of course, yeah. but that's I mean, that's basically what it was. And supposedly Stallone had wanted to do something with Hogan for. Yeah, you know, like a really long time. So he was able to, uh, Stallone was able to convince Harrison Ford to do that. He'd wanted to be in a movie with him for a long time. And Ford seemed like he was having a lot of fun in that one because I think he actually got to like fly his helicopter for real in it or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He did. I mean, who else? And, that, and, and they kind of, they kind of expanded, uh, Schwarzenegger's character in that one too because he had what was uh-huh. definitely just a cameo in the first one. And he was in what, like a scene or two in the second. The third one yeah. also had Wesley Snipes and Antonio Banderas. So. Yeah, Wesley Mel Gibson. Yep, Mel Gibson. Yeah, Mel, Jet Gibson, Lee. Mel Gibson. Yeah, Mel Gibson. That was the thing. Mel, yeah, Mel Gibson was. He the was bad an guy awesome bad guy. After, <laughs> he was an awesome after, bad guy. After Jean Claude Van Damme had been the bad guy in the second one, and I don't remember who the main villain was in the first one, but I remember Steve Austin was a henchman for the bad guy in the first yep. one. And Austin was in it. Rousey was in it. Ronda. Yeah, had, she was, um, yeah, she was in the third one. So you have some MMA fighters that were in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had some. They had they had some. Uh, oh, there was the boxer too. There was a boxer. I think it was in the third one with Rouse. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But they had, yeah. a, they had, they had a list of people. Uh, Terry yeah. Crews, I think, was in it. Yeah, I got to yeah. go back and watch the third one because I don't remember seeing it. And I know I would have saw it because I enjoyed those movies. They were really good. That's that was one where they had like this motorcycle, just like goes up this like thing and just flies like four stories up and, and whatnot. I was like, wait a minute, slow down with that shit. There was a little craziness in there. Not too much, but he tried to keep it semi-realistic per se, but 
Yeah, that was some good stuff. A little cheesy from time to time, but it was fun seeing all those guys in like one movie. Well, Speaking of Harrison. That's sorry. another thing about action movies. I'm sorry, man. I was going to say that that's another thing with action movies. You got to expect cheesiness. You just do. Yeah. So. so we can talk about Harrison Ford and Indiana Jones. Well, before we talk about that, I want to I want to just make mention. Thinking of, you mentioned that Mel Gibson was such a good bad guy in that in the Expandables three. Yes, he plays a really good bad guy in Machete Kills. Yes, he does. <laughs> I've seen that. <laughs> I talk like that about, movie. Talk about far fetched action movies with Danny Trejo. Oh my God, Machete and Machete Kills. <laughs> just absolutely ridiculous. Like some of the stuff that they do like just some of the weapons in general are just ridiculous yeah so but they're they're funny ass movies um because i think they were done by robert rodriguez i think he did those movies yeah i believe yeah, so yeah, yeah he did those he also did uh from dust till dawn him and uh why can't i think of his name tarantino yeah twinton tarantino thank you uh so all right ag what were you gonna say I said we can talk about Indiana Jones. Oh, we talked about Harrison Ford, and Pat Pat loves Harrison Ford, so we might as well talk about Indiana Jones. I love me some Harry. <laughs> Harry what? You love yourself some Harry what? Yeah, Ford. What, what is this you're referring to, Jeremy? Um, <laughs> do we really want to know? I, I liked Harry hey. Anderson's. That was really good. G.I. Joe, known as Half the Battle. That's right. And you don't need to know the other half. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, you're doing your Dr. Evil there? No. <laughs> or Mr. Barnes? <laughs> Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns. Sorry. No. <laughs> okay. Are you going to talk about Indiana Jones or not, Pat? Uh, well, what would you like me to say? That'd be Mrs. Chance. Let's go. Next, uh, next topic here. <laughs> What, what would you like me to say about Indiana Jones? I don't know. You, you love Harrison Ford, so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, see, Indiana Jones is another one where they obviously have action movie elements to them, but it's another one of those ones where I, I consider Indiana Jones movies more to be like adventure movies. You know? Uh, I you agree. Know, it's not really an action movie for me. I mean, adventure movies are ones where it's like, you know, guys have like like a, like a certain quest, like, and usually it takes you to like exotic locales and Jumanji. You know, shit like that. And so I, That's I don't an adventure know. Movie. Uh, yeah. I don't know if we're going to ever do one where we talk about adventure movies, Pat, so this is yeah, your okay. chance to talk I, about Indiana Jones. So I, I, I get that. <laughs> uh, you know, the the other thing with uh, Indiana Jones movies, though, too, is that they're, they're basically... Um, you know they're they're you know coming up on forty years old now, of course, but they're really throwbacks to uh, you know classic Hollywood movie serials where you would go to the movie theater, you know, every week to see like you know the new chapter of you know said oh. hero going up against you know whatever bad guy it was, and obviously since those movies are set in the era in which they were, you know, and of course conveniently in two of the three movies, who is he fighting? Nazis. And if there's one person we can all agree that we always have to fight at all times, it's Nazis. So, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, and the, the other thing that, of course, the Macy and Anna Jones movie is notable is that um, 
you know, Harrison Ford doesn't really look like an action movie star. He's not somebody who's like, you know, Rip, like Schwarzenegger or Stallone or Van Damme or Seagal or The Rock or Vin Diesel or anybody like that. So, you know, he's he's and of course, he's supposed to just be a, you know, fucking archaeology professor. Ha ha ha. So he's not playing a character who's like, you know, equipped to be doing the things that he's doing. You know, he's not some like, you know, highly trained, highly skilled, uh, you know, government agent or, you know, whatever. So that's what makes the Indiana Jones movies unique in a lot of ways is because it's, uh, you know, it has a lot of those action movie moments, but it's, it's also playing against what I guess you could call action movie, action movie cliches. So I, I definitely like Temple of Doom the best. That's my favorite Indiana Jones movie. So yeah, for a long time, Temple of Doom. When I was a kid, Temple of Doom was the only movie I could sit through and not get scared at, uh, because there were parts of you know the ending of Raiders of the Lost Ark and the ending of uh, Last Crusade with like the effects that they did. You know, with what happens to the villains in those movies, you know, freaked me the hell out because uh, like Last Crusade came out I think when I was like eight, and Raiders I well, the first time I saw it I think I was you know I was even younger than that. But Temple of Doom, of course, he <laughs> fucking, you know, features the guy ripping the guy's heart out of his chest and then holding it aloft while it then, like, you know, bursts into flames. That I could sit through. I could not or them, them eating the monkey brains and some of the delicacies at the dinner table, like the monkey oh, yeah. brains and stuff. The monkey brains and the eyeballs in the soup. I could sit <laughs> through all of that for some reason. But, you know, the face is melting and the guy turning into a skeleton, you know, instantly. Yeah, I, I couldn't handle those things. And my dad always found that hilarious, and he still likes to make fun of me for it. The insects creeped me out in that movie when she's, like, sticking her hand, all those insects. I was like, that creeped oh. me out a little bit as a kid. Yeah, yeah. I don't lie, it still creeps you out. Oh, there's now, a bug on the floor. <laughs> they don't bother me now, but all those insects at that time, I was like, Jesus. Where would you guys categorize Big Trouble in Little China? there's a certain uh way i guess i was always able to dismiss the insects as looking fake i guess i don't know. i mean that's i assume a, they were fake. that's a good question i almost like feel like that's like an action comedy well big trouble in little china yeah yeah Def- definitely so i, I would uh, i th- yeah i definitely feel like that falls in the action comedy genre yeah, but that that that's an, that's another one which I know I know there's a huge cult thing with that as there are with a lot of John Carpenter movies. I I watched that for the first time only maybe sometime in the last two years. I I, I didn't really get it. I I just was like, eh. Make we throw the best Christmas movie ever on this list. Die Hard. I still love that they call that a Christmas movie. It's so fucking funny. That's uh, awesome. <laughs> well, it came out then. <laughs> that doesn't make it a fucking Christmas movie. It was on die Christmas. Hard. <laughs> die Hard is not a Christmas movie. I will die on that grave. I will die hard on that grave. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's just fun that's to bring got, up. Yeah, it, but that is a but really, Die Hard is a, that's a legit action movie. Yeah, and it's got the unbelievability because who the hell is going to walk on glass and then you're going to be like, yeah, I'm going to continue to walk on my feet that are all cut up from fucking glass and it probably has shards of glass still stuck in it, you know. Yeah. But he's all popped up on adrenaline at that point and he's got to save his wife. So 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just remember if Die Hard is a Christmas movie, this is the way I've always tried to win that argument. Well, if Die Hard's a Christmas movie, then so is Batman Returns. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's just that's just it. That's what people say then. You go, okay. I go, oh fuck you. <laughs> Assholes. Uh, so like, you I know got... you never considered Batman Returns a Christmas movie until I just said it. So let, let's let me ask you guys about Gerard Butler, action star or no? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yes. I don't particularly like him, so I mean he's what he's he's done three hundred not and, the question. Uh, <laughs> so I don't really watch his movies, so because I'm like you could almost you can almost say law abiding citizens a bit of an action movie, and then obviously the uh the um has fallen trilogy. I guess right. you could call it I don't I don't I don't know how else you call that. Yeah. I would consider um, that action movies. Yeah, I mean I mean talk about well <laughs> I don't know if I should say this now, but uh, I mean, you talk about the first one from that one, you know, Olympus has fallen. I mean, talk about preposterous. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) With like an organized group, and especially when it was coming from like another country and a a known hostile nation, if you will, mounting an actual like siege in the White House like that and saying, oh, that could never happen. And it's like, yeah, what have yeah, what just happened in this country two months ago? Hmm. <laughs> so now it makes me wonder. Uh, they were foreshadowing. <laughs> I certainly hope what not. I don't, point... I don't. I don't need North Korea attacking the White House. Uh, what about Point Blank? What do you think of that? Point Blank. Yes why can't no? I think of it? I know the movie. Why can't I? That was a uh, Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze. Uh, point, point break. Oh, that was break. Point Break. Yeah. Point Break. Yeah. Because there is point. another movie called Point Blank. Yeah, I meant Break. Point Blank was uh, a movie from the uh, the late '60s with Lee Marvin, where he plays a hitman who gets betrayed by his partner, and then he's Joe definitely scared. didn't mean that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that just that movie was later remade as the Mel Gibson movie Payback. It's, it's the same plot, basically. So. But yeah, it's like I was gonna say, Point Blank or Point Break, Joe. <laughs> yeah, I'm in Point Break. I've seen well, that once you pack, but that was. I, I, right. I did Point Blank too. Yeah. Uh, I consider Point Break an action movie. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, I do. Directed by uh, Catherine Bigelow too, which is also interesting because you know, well, first of all, you unfortunately don't see a whole a whole lot of female directors, period. But I think it's even rarer than to see, you know, female directors do. Um, you know, action movies, but she mm-hmm. she has done a lot of movies that have, if they're not, if they don't, aren't like action movies, they're going to have action elements because she did like the Hurt Locker and, and Zero Dark Thirty and uh, the one with Harrison Ford and Liam Neeson where they play the Russians on the submarine, which the name of which is escaping me right now. Um, because it's late on a Friday night, so I can't think. Crap, I forget what that one's called. Uh, K nineteen. Yeah, was, no, I saw, I saw that one. Yeah, nope. so so she's so she's in a lot of movies that again, like I said, if they're not necessarily action movies, they they certainly have their action elements too. But I definitely could consider Point Break an action movie, and and a pretty good one too. Um, and then, like so that. then, like Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger, both of those. Yeah. I consider. I, I consider those. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Jack Ryan movies. What no matter who, who was playing Jack Ryan, since we've had five Jack Ryan movies with four different actors <laughs> I know. Um, I, I'd, I'd consider them all to be 
if not totally action movies, definitely they all have you know a lot of action elements to them, especially Fear and Present Danger. Because I read the book. I read the book before that and Patriot Games. I read the books before those movies, and I'm glad I read the books first. Hmm. I tried reading one of the ones that they never made into a movie, The Cardinal of the Kremlin, but I think I was too young to uh, to to read it because that one that one I think kind of follows up from where it's it's not a sequel to The Hunt for Red October, but it, it kind of picks up from at the point where like The Hunt for Red October ends because there's like an early scene in the movie between um jack ryan and the the character that sean connery played in the hunt for red october but then he's like not in the movie with the rest of it it has to do with russia and shit but they never made that one into a movie so taken was another one that i liked Liam oh. yeah. taken movies are definitely action movies yeah, yeah those were ones i, liked I liked the first enjoyed one. i thought the first one was really good i actually never watched the next two i think there was two more after that yeah. You really, to, to be honest, you're you're not missing a lot by not watching the sequels. Uh, you, you, no, I changed a little bit, thing. but it's pretty much the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is the same thing in a lot of ways. Um, they do some crazy stuff in there too, like yeah, uh, it's like first movie, daughter gets taken. Second movie, wife and he get taken. Third movie, he gets set up. You know, I was like, well, we knew we were going to that one eventually. <laughs> Um, but again, when I talked about action movies having that certain level of uh, preposterousness, if that's a word, um, the take and sequels as they go along really ramp up on, on that level. I mean, there's a, there's, a, there's a scene in the second one where he like he, he gets out of the situation. That's not really much of a spoiler. And, you know, reconnects with his daughter. And they're like on the run from like the bad guys, and they end up like literally crashing through the gates of like the American embassy in whatever country they're in. I don't remember what country it was. And then he like like the next scene is he's like he's left his daughter there, but he's like back out on the streets to go, you know, continue to rescue his wife. And it's like in reality. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about the scene where like he counts his steps and he's like oh I didn't remember that specifically yeah. uh, but it's like I, I just remember this because I remember saying this at the time I was watching I think I was watching this with my parents and I, I just said okay and my dad was like nodding with me the whole time <laughs> if he were like you know he goes flying through like the gates of the American embassy like in like an SUV like you know, basically breaking into it with like bad guys on his tail and everything he is not leaving that fucking embassy again. They would arrest him yeah, <laughs> and throw him in his cell. Just a sec, don't you him. know who I am? I'm before the man they, from Taken. Before they would let him out again, he'd be like, my wife's been taken. It's like, <laughs> uh, what no. are you talking about? It's like, my wife has been taken. <laughs> Why do you keep saying taken? Do you mean she was kidnapped? No, uh, she was taken. <laughs> It's the like you can almost imagine the conversation going like that. Um, but uh, is it, again, it's just like, but obviously that's the level of, of uh, you know ridiculousness that you expect from an action movie. So. Yeah, and Liam Neeson came into the action films pretty late. Like he was a was kind of a late. It was, yeah, it was basically with the first Taken movie. Yeah, and, um, I mean, and then like it's, it's like since then, and he's done like Battleship and the A Team and uh, the Gray. And a couple others, which are oh, um, 
the what was that one the, the the commuter and a walk among the tombs yeah he's done all these like yeah these like kind of kind of cerebral in some ways but in most ways like you know again preposterous action movies and yeah the first one wasn't until taken he's already in like his his like 50s and stuff so it's like i guess somebody finally realized yeah, he swung a mean lightsaber once. Maybe he could. <laughs> yeah, that was his greatest role as Qui Gon. <laughs> maybe, maybe he, maybe he could do action movies now too. It's like he already he blew through sci fi because you know he did Dark Man way back in the day, and then yeah, you know, he did Star Wars. He did Star Wars and everything. So yeah, maybe now the time is Liam. You know, you know, imagine like like two like executives sitting around like a table saying. We need a new action, a new young hip action star. Who should we get? Well, what about Liam Neeson? Brilliant. <laughs> well, I, he was I, also in that movie with Patrick Swayze, Kin. That was a good. That was a good one. You don't I think remember? He was. That. No, he was. Yeah, he played his brother. Oh, oh, oh. yeah, yeah. That was yeah. That that was a long time ago. Yeah, that was before yeah. Liam Neeson was really like a big star. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I've I haven't seen it, but I know I, I do. It finally clicked. I, yeah. I know which. That was in the late '80s, maybe very early '90s. Yeah, I mean, see, Liam didn't even really become a star until really like Schindler's List, which was yeah, 1993. So, yeah. but I've seen him in like a lot of stuff from prior to that. It's always kind of funny saying like, "Ah, oh, it's Liam Neeson before he was famous." <laughs> cool, old school with the '80s with Death Wish. See, I was never a Death Wish fan. I like those. The 80s was like my thing for like action, (laughs) like crazy military police type of action crazy. Judge Dredd. (laughs) Chuck Norris, Delta Force. That's a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, but it was an action movie. (laughs) The the original Death Wish came out in the 70s and he started doing sequels, did, did Charles Bronson. And then... yeah. Charles Bronson started doing a bunch of movies that were very similar to Death Wish without, you know, necessarily being Death Wish. Like he did like a lot of like, like one man against the world kind of movies and like where he's like discovering like conspiracies or, you know, shit like that. So, and see, I was never a Charles Bronson fan either. That's the problem. Well, it, the funny thing is, too, is like you're just talking about Liam Neeson becoming an action star late in life. The same thing basically happened for Charles Bronson. He was already like 50 or so by the time he started making those movies. So it's it's kind of funny how that just happened for, for some actors like that, where it's like, you know, all of a sudden later in their life, oh, they're, they're action movie stars. They're like, you know, they're, they're kicking the shit out of everybody in every movie that they play in. And, and they're uh, half their age. <laughs> I know. They're routinely kicking the shit out of guys half their age, but that's because they only have half their experience. <laughs> my dad was a, my dad liked Charles Bronson in, in the Death Wish movies. I was just like, these movies are terrible, Dad. I, and then they so remade it with these. Bruce Willis. I mean, I watched the, I, the old Chuck Norris mission, uh, uh, missing in action movies mm-hmm. too, with Chuck Norris. I don't know. I was just the I only, was into that that crazy. And I couldn't get in into Chuck like I could not get into Chuck Norris movies. Like Chuck Norris movies for me were so hard to watch. But the only I watched his freaking stupid TV series Walker Texas Ranger. I watched that. Series. I love that. I love watching that show. <laughs> I don't know why I enjoyed that. And I couldn't watch his movies. I love the watching only, that show. Uh, 
the only like Chuck Norris uh, movie I've ever really seen was um, uh, Code of Violence. Okay. Where I, I think it was said, I think that was set in Chicago, where he's a cop taking on corrupt cops. Yeah. Um, you know who uh, who are like you know doing things, getting you know getting away with shit and everything, and. Yeah, that's the whole thing—the code of silence, because the the corrupt cops won't tell on each other and all that other fun stuff. So, yeah, Chuck, Chuck Norris to me is—he um, he always has the action movies down pat, but in terms of like being like an actor, he's even more one note than guys like Schwarzenegger and Stallone are. Mm-hmm. You know, with uh, movie wise, yeah. He's, he, I mean, he's just, he's just very monotone and he's just very, uh, I don't know. Just, there, there's <laughs> there's really no other like word that. for him. No, it's yeah, monotone. He's, he's very, there, there's just, there's just very much like, there's really like, like really no difference in, in how he does things. So plus we had an appearance by Chuck Norris at the CWA event twice. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh <laughs> which, which, by the way, I'm getting closer to almost having. I, I'm, I'm getting closer. I have. I was An appearance by Chuck Norris. <laughs> well, I, mean, uh, I mean, somebody had to kick Jeff Jarrett's head off. So, <laughs> so yeah, we're we're, I'm, we're getting closer, fans, to that. I said CWA, Pat, not WWE. Yeah, we're getting closer to that CWA podcast. At a CWA event? <laughs> no. Oh. I said Chuck Norris. <laughs> God, Pat, Darth Pat. Did your, you forget your evil that, ways <laughs> that Brett played Chuck Norris? Yes. Um, did you know and that Pat, Chuck Norris- Pat Kent? They both did. So we had two different appearances by Chuck Norris. Did you know that Chuck Norris's first name was actually Carlos? Yes, that makes sense because <laughs> he looks like a Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's one name I would like. Yeah, it's like if I look at Chuck Norris and they said, "What is his first name?" Carlos would have leapt to mind. <laughs> I don't think Carlos Norris would have worked for him. No, but the greatest thing that ever came from Chuck Norris was the Chuck Norris like things like that he can do. Like Chuck Norris doesn't get wet. Uh, water gets Chuck Norris. <laughs> Chuck Norris versus Mister T. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. I have, I have all these uh, these like Chuck Norris, you know, fact books. So uh, all the memes that were created with Chuck Norris and all the T-shirts they sold with all that crazy shit, like well, well, years he, back, he, it was insane. He actually, he actually sued over these things. Well, yeah, because they were using. They were making money off his name. Well, I think I think eventually, eventually they, uh, <laughs> I think eventually they they came to some kind of like a, a settlement and everything. Um, uh, here, here, here's one of my favorite ones because there's a picture of it too. Vanessa Carlton's hit song "A Thousand Miles" was inspired by the distance Chuck Norris kicked her boyfriend after he stepped on Chuck's snakeskin boots. And <laughs> Illustration. <laughs> yeah, I love these things. Like, That's I don't awesome. know if you, uh, AJ, have you ever heard any of these, like the Chuck Norris's things? Oh my God. Really? One. 
Chuck Norris doesn't read books. He stares at them. He stares them down until he gets the information he wants. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like Chuck Norris, so I don't really care about him. So oh, okay. I, never, I was never into him at all. So here's 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 two of my favorites. When Chuck Norris was born, the nurse said, "Holy crap, that's Chuck Norris." Then she had then then she had sex with him. At that point, she was the third. At that point, she was the third woman he had slept with. <laughs> In this one, a waitress at a sizzler accidentally gave Chuck Norris a well-done steak instead of a rare steak. Chuck proceeded to have sex with her on the table and said, now that's well done. <laughs> Wait. The waitress replied, that's pretty rare, too. Chuck then had sex with her 15 more times just to prove her wrong. Oh, that stuff gets me all the time. Uh, that shit makes me laugh. It's so Here's Here's a video game one I think you guys will enjoy. When I read those uh, things, I just can't imagine the brain that can produce those thoughts. So. <laughs> I know. It's, so, oh, it's funny. AJ, you might like this one because it's a, it's a video game one. So Chuck Norris appeared in Street Fighter 2 video game, but was removed by beta testers because every button caused them to do a roundhouse kick. When asked about this glitch, Chuck Norris replied, that's no glitch. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's in that same book that, uh, that I'm reading from. Oh, yeah, I, I, I thought that one too. It was like, so I can just picture like Chuck Norris just being like, that's no glitch. <laughs> so, yeah. And then saying it in such a threatening manner that uh, they, they were like, okay. <laughs> I just remember when those came out. I mean, that's probably what, 10 years ago or so when those first started coming out, the tech Chuck Norris's. Uh, it's uh, it's kind of longer than that now. Yeah. But it's, but yeah. I just remember those me and my years. me and my brother-in-law we were we were reading them and going through them and we were just like on the floor dying they were just like had us rolling because it's so ridiculous and that's what makes so them funny. funny yeah there's there's times I try to would read those things out loud and I would not be able to get through one but I just start cracking up because it was just too hilarious so yeah and it's just so funny because of all the people they could have done like these things about like how tough they are they picked Chuck Norris like of all the people, no Schwarzenegger, no Stallone, no any other action hero, Chuck Norris. <laughs> like, why I him? I know. It, it, so random, but <laughs> good old Chuck. AJ, old you Chuck. look like you, you got something you want to say or something you want to oh. talk about. Oh, okay. Nope. <laughs> this is not really my area of specialty. I, I don't oh. watch a lot of these movies, so. Oh, okay. Well, should we bring it into the modern day, more of the modern day action? No, I just, I just don't. Oh, okay. I'm not an action movie person, like, especially like the ones other than the Fast and the Furious. I don't really watch a lot of the stuff. So, oh, okay. That's, um, hey, everybody's got their own thing that they watch. I mean, I I watch a lot of different stuff, a lot of stuff that some of you guys probably would never watch. Maybe Darth Pat, because Darth Pat's more like likes history. Because Darth Pat's weird, like you. That's why. No, that is very true. (laughs) Like I watch, I like, I like to watch a lot of documentary type stuff, a docu series, and Netflix has a ton of them, so I watch a lot of those too. Like when I'm like, hmm, what should I watch? Oh, let's learn about like this, and it'll be like some random thing. Like I'm watching right now. I'm watching. uh, what the heck is the age of the samurai right now it's a docuseries Ooh, i have that on my list <laughs> on my list to watch my watch list I added that it's day. all about the samurais in japan and the turmoil that happened in japan and, and how 
you know, it, it's really interesting, but like that's something I would never expect anybody else to watch. Well, n- now I know Joe's going to watch it eventually. I'm really, I'm really picky when it comes to like that kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. I, I really, really like, even, even on like the network WWE network, I don't watch half the other stuff they put on there besides the pay-per-views. Like I don't give a shit about the undertaker. I didn't watch that series. Cause I don't give a shit. So, <laughs> and like they're doing one tomorrow night or tonight. It's like Goldberg at 54. Like I give a fuck about watching Goldberg at 54. Like they, <laughs> they just do a lot of ones that I have no, like no interest in any, a lot of that stuff. And I love wrestling and I don't really like watching all the stuff about what happens and like Miz and Maurice, I don't give a shit about that show. I could care oh, less. I watch that show. Those guys, I love them. They make me laugh. So They're funny. I gotta, I gotta ask. I know we're kind of going off topic here. I, I didn't mean to. I'm just saying no, no, I'm no, just no. very picky. No, no. Did you watch? I just watched this. The Yokozuna um, documentary. That one. That one I would like to watch. That one I'm slightly. I've not yet, but I, I, I do want to watch that one. Really, really good. Like uh, I was I, like, I, holy I, shit. I, yeah, I watched that one. It was pretty good. I I don't feel like because of some of the podcasts I listen to, I don't feel like I learned a lot new from it. But mm-hmm. that's again, like I said, that's because like especially like uh, on Pritchard's podcast, they covered Yokozuna not all that long ago, and, and Pritchard mm-hmm. was interviewed for that documentary. So they they talked a lot. There was some overlap and stuff, but oh, it was let the cat out of the bag, huh? <laughs> it, it was pretty well done. It was great how they talked to. Uh, you know, like a lot of the the, the family, you know, mm-hmm. like the you know the Anawai family members and everything. So that that was definitely good about it. And, and seeing some of the uh, uh, the rare footage about that, especially how about how he how he was originally supposed to be a head shrinker was uh, you know was was pretty interesting. So like I had never really known that before. Yeah, I didn't realize how big he got. Like I didn't realize he was that big by the time he was his life ended. I, I remember shit. <laughs> I remember hearing it at the time. Yeah. So it was just so that was crazy. But I digress. We'll go back I digress. to digress. I'm I'm not saying anything <laughs> more about wrestling. So. No, 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 no. It's all it's okay because I I just uh, I was just so, curious about until that. The, so. We're done with the podcast, then I will, but not, <laughs> not, not. <laughs> it's all right. There is, some, there is something wrestling related I would like to bring up before we sign off. But, no. Okay. All right. So yes, go ahead. Maybe so. Got, we gotta like talk. We gotta talk about some of the big action stars, you know that that probably most people know Stallone and Schwarzenegger. Um, we gotta talk about those because those guys, pretty much all they've done is action movies. Um, there's, I mean, Schwarzenegger did do the comedy Twins. Um, <laughs> I did in Kindergarten Cop. In Kindergarten Cop, but even Kindergarten Cop was kind of an action movie it was more like a suspense movie but there was still some action in it but where's that other it's, Schwarzenegger it's a, did with the the toy it's not a, it's not a kid's movie you know? oh jingle no. all the way or whatever yeah, yeah jingle all the yeah, way there there was that was a yeah that was definitely not like an for that movie. action figure <laughs> god that movie's so bad <laughs> an action star fighting for an action figure interesting it's awesome. funny I, back in the day i really really liked the movie twins but I watched it probably five years ago, and I was like, "This isn't as good as I remember it being." No, <laughs> same. I, I thought it was cool when it came out, and then later on, watch it again. It was like, "Wow, this was definitely a little not so great." For me, yeah. I mean, not, not you... every movie ages well. 
<laughs> for for me, if you take the Rocky movies out, my favorite Stallone movie is uh, Demolition Man. So, yeah, Demolition Man was great. That movie was actually really good. I always liked Wesley Snipes too, so yes, I was always a fan here. of his. So, as of why. Well, yeah, and you were getting Wesley Snipes in his prime. Like, that was his prime of being an action star and being in, you know, those type movies. movies. Yeah, he had the Blade movies that were going on shortly. Either I think those were after Demolition Man, I believe. Yeah, yeah they, they were. The, the thing with uh, Demolition Man that I always, uh, always has kind of stuck with me is, uh, what the fuck is that Three Shells thing? Oh no! I mean, Demolition I just Man, the one where everything's a Taco Bell too. Is that that one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got everything to Taco Bell now. Um, but I've like tried to honestly think about how like there could be this uh, three shell thing instead of toilet paper being used, and I just can't come up with. <laughs> he picks that out of the whole movie. <laughs> and, how they, and, and how they have sex. <laughs> Like they put on the goggles. Oh yeah, and the virtual, like well, <laughs> virtual I mean, reality sex. Like kind of virtual reality stuff. I mean, there's shit like that now. I mean, I guess right. That knows all about that. Uh, <laughs> I don't hate myself enough to go into a virtual reality to try to have sex. Not yet, anyone. <laughs> yeah. He said not yet. He made sure it stuck that in there. Well, hey, I don't know what the next several years will bring. Oh man, just, I've given up on predicting the future, man. Just wait. There's gonna there, there's gonna be eventually a thing that you can hook up to your computer. You can go onto a porn site, and it's gonna you know the girl will get close enough to do the you know to, to suck you off. Well, looks like you're sucking you off, and there's gonna be a tube touched touched to your dick where it's like fucking going up and down like it's being sucked. Oh <laughs> I'm telling gosh. you, it's gonna happen. <laughs> what just happened? That sounds like. Too much effort and too much equipment needed. Hey, they already have those things that they uh, what are they called? Uh, fleshlights. They already yep. have those. Oh, what are, this is digressing too. <laughs> I think you mean oh, disturbing. They have, they have tons of stuff that will just float your fanny. <laughs> I don't want nothing touching my fanny. Uh, yeah, I don't know how you float your fanny, but <laughs> there's ways. <laughs> there's ways i'll take so it as forward. i was going to say something about stallone if you think <laughs> yes rocky and um rambo movies out of the equation I, I do like demolition man that was a favorite of mine but one of the other ones and it's it's kind of a different type of take for stallone um was the movie cobra oh that was good i, I like that one good. and the other one he did in the was the early 80s or late 70s where he was a cop? I can't remember the name of it on top of my head. I mean, he was in Victory, and that was a good movie, that soccer movie about Pele. Like, he was in that, and I like that movie. So, yeah, yeah, it was a good movie. I saw that. Sylvester Stallone, Michael Caine, and Pele, a more unlikely uh, trio I don't think you'll ever find. <laughs> uh, definitely so. Yeah, Cobra was something just different. The car was cool was. too. Um, there was something else about Cobra that just kind of, I don't know. It was cool. I to me. I remember. I vaguely remember seeing Cliffhanger 
in a theater. And I remember oh. some ridiculous shit happening in that movie. But I don't remember watching the whole movie because I believe I was with female people at that uh, one yeah. and I wasn't paying attention. Oh, you were a female and you weren't paying attention. So what she was what was she doing to you that you weren't paying attention? Uh, <laughs> stuff. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I remember liking I remember liking Cliffhanger. I also remember seeing Cliffhanger was good. I also remember seeing some quote that Stallone gave about filming Cliffhanger because they were like on the mountains and stuff and everything. Where he said something to the effect of like uh, sometimes it was so cold it was hard to articulate. And I <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. That <laughs> And it's like, oh man, that is very, very that's that's very, very true. Sly, Dollar, that was, was a tango and cash. <laughs> oh, I saw that tango and cash. I yes. saw that. Oh, that was another good one. See, these are the ones I, I forget about. Tango and cash. Yeah, I don't awesome. think I've actually, I don't think I've actually seen tango and cash. That was another one. That was another one I saw at the Dollar Fifty movie theater with with ladies. <laughs> I've seen Tequila Sunrise, but that wasn't Stallone. That was. That was Mel Gibson and Kurt Russell. Hey, dollar fifty movie theater—that's a cheap date back when we were in high school, Joe. Yes. Especially if I was getting other things done during for that dollar fifty, it was well worth it. So. And then uh, you had, of course, Stallone's biggest one, Over the Top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just I mean, I liked that movie as a kid for sure. I definitely liked that movie. So. You no, know, it's 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 uh, something where uh, when I just uh, turn the hat backwards here, it's <laughs> like a like a switch that goes off. <laughs> oh man, I don't have that a good slide impression. <laughs> oh, Pat's, that's another one of Pat's Ooh, things. Nighthawks. Gonna... That's the movie I was thinking of. Nighthawks. Night okay. Yes. Wait, what what was that Stallone line you uh, you were just trying to say there, Jeremy? Uh, the whole thing about the switch when he turns the hat backwards is like turning on a switch. Uh, over the top. Uh, gonna turn on a switch now. Uh. <laughs> Jesus. It doesn't sound like he's got some kind of. <laughs> Never mind. I can't even say it without shit in his mouth. <laughs> he's making. What are you trying to say here, Jeremy? Are you trying to say there's something wrong with the way I talk? <laughs> What the hell show was that that really made fun of him? Like, uh, was that a uh, family guy that made it sound like he had, like, that he couldn't talk, like he was just mumbled? I think so, yeah. You know what uh, other movie he did? It was more of like a comedy, but I, I just found it hilarious. It was Oscar. Mm, I never I've saw seen, that I've seen pretty I've much, seen, I've seen every one of his movies except for two. I, I, I've seen part, I, like, back in the day, like, I remember seeing parts of Oscar, like, when it was on, like, well, probably would have been HBO, and I just remember going, "What?" Yeah, and that was the greatest, pretty bad. The greatest movie you ever did. Stop, or my mama will shoot. Oh, <laughs> she was funny. <laughs> I also saw that in the Dollar Fifty Theater. So we're going That's down fun. a list of movies that I <laughs> saw while I was getting hand jobs and stuff in the movie theater. So <laughs> I've never yeah. been able to uh, to bring Good myself to, to watch Stop, or my mama will shoot. One of the one of those one of those times, guys. It, I don't remember which movie, but one of them that was with twins. So, Rhinestone was another one with Dolly Parton. I said I was one of the movies. I was with twins, Pat. So I went with the with twins, and stuff was happening on both sides. 
Uh-huh. So evidently back in the day, AJ was a player. Player. Yes. Player. Are you the take but not receive type of guy? Uh, no, I definitely was not. <laughs> Thank you so much, ladies. And now I'll be seeing you. Have a nice night. <laughs> here's, a, here's a gift basket. <laughs> it's got apples and oranges and bananas. Oh, you particularly enjoy oh, the bananas. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. That's funny. You guys are just making me, all these movies we're talking about are movies I went and saw when I was like a sophomore and a junior in high school, so. What a good winky dink. We got (laughs) the right movies here. Oh, man. Uh, So, yeah. So, I mean, we we talked a little bit about Stallone. We got to talk about Schwarzenegger because he had some really awesome action movies, too. You know, we... You know the Terminator movies and uh, Conan yeah. the Barbarian, the yes, Conan the Barbarian, Conan the Destroyer. Um, but then uh, we also had, like we mentioned, Kindergarten Cop. Well, <laughs> Commando. Stallone, I like that one. With, with, with Stallone, um, or uh, not Stallone, Jesus mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger. Hey, Pat. Uh, there's another uh, what I would call like quintessential element of a great action movie. Okay. The one-liner. The one-liner. And Schwarzenegger is really, you know... That, the, like, set his career off. <laughs> you know, Schwarzenegger is, is obviously, like, you know, the 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 master of the one-liners. I mean, obviously, it started with, like, you know, with I'll be back. And, I'll be back. <laughs> then, you know, you get, you, you get stuff from, like, uh, you know, what was it? You know, Commando, which is almost, like, nonstop one-liners. Or it's, like, you know... Yeah. Let, let off some steam, Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> or uh you know it's like you know like i like you sully you're a funny guy that's why i'm going to kill you last and then later <laughs> we've got him dangling over the clips like remember when i said i would kill you last yeah 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 you did i lied drop some you know <laughs> then it goes walking back and the woman asks him what did you do with him i let him go junior was another one of his movies that i watched and it was very odd I uh, I bought that on VHS way back in the day and <laughs> really couldn't figure Didn't out make... why then. <laughs> why did he even agree to do a movie like that is beyond me. I guess he figured it was time to do a comedy again. I think he and Danny DeVito were really good friends and, you know, they... Uh... Do a movie about me getting pregnant? Okay. Yep. Very Somebody good. convinced him to do it. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in, in retrospect, though, that is most certainly one of those movies where it went like, you know, who the fuck greenlit that? So, yeah, yeah, because um, I don't even think that place has some strange movies. Well, now, <laughs> no, it, it doesn't. Um, I'm trying to think of some other great Schwarzenegger one liners. It's not I mean, a tumor. Well, I think for, for like the action movies, I mean. He had some good ones in the running man, which again, that's that's one that straddles the line between you know, between like action and sci-fi, which apparently they're remaking that now. What yeah, I did hear about their remake. Of course they are, because they don't know how to make an original movie, so we have to remake everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, at the same time though, I mean it's based on a was it a book or a novella? It's based on a Stephen King book from the Batman books because I've read the I've read the story. So yeah, so you could have had some one liners in it. 
you, you could almost argue they're not necessarily remaking the movie. It could be they say, well, they're just going to film a new version of the story or blah, blah, blah. I mean, Some things are best, best left untouched. Like if they ever try to redo the Shawshank Redemption, I'll be like, no, that movie's amazing. Don't ever remake this or you know, another take on that story. Don't try it. Well, yeah, yeah that's, that's actually kind of funny you say that because um, – I did, when I went back to college a few years ago, I took this class to fulfill one of like the like, you know, gen ed requirements. And it was like, uh, it was literature and film. So it was like, we like read the book and then like watch the movie was based on. And, you know, Shawshank Redemption was was one of them. Uh, The other ones were like, uh, Stand By Me, which was based on, you know, a different Stephen King story. And the first Harry Potter movie and, and a couple others. Then we had to do a uh, a final group project where we had to like do like a pitch to do like a remake of one of the movies based on a, on a story that we had watched. In my group, we we picked you know the the body, which was the story that Stand by Me was based right. on. We came we came up with enough stuff that like you know kind of both stuck to the original story while changing elements from the original story it was also different enough from the film stand by me that i thought we had a pretty i frankly thought we had the best pitch of anybody in the class nobody did shawshank redemption thank god and i think that's because everybody realized that they could they couldn't do it one group actually tried to do harry potter and they tried to americanize it they were suggesting like Robin Williams because he was still alive and, and Rosie O'Donnell to play some of like the professor roles and I was sitting in the back of the room <laughs> barely containing my laughter at how terrible their ideas were and just saying to myself oh my god if they ever tried to re- if, if somebody ever went into a studio executive's office right now and suggested let's remake Harry Potter with Robin Williams as as uh, Dumbledore and, and Rosie O'Donnell as McGoggle or whatever. Oh my god, they would be laughed out of that office so fucking fast. I actually, because I read, I went back and recently I read all the those stories like from the Backman books, and I read all of that. Like a lot, I've been reading all of Stephen King's story books. And Nicole, she had never seen the Shawshank Redemption, so we watched that, and that movie was is still good. Like it didn't really age to me. Like I watched it twenty years later mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And it's still a really good movie. Like Nicole did not know what to expect. And she was just like, wow, that was a really good movie. <laughs> well, you have to, you have to understand something. Movies with Morgan Freeman narration <laughs> are awesome. <laughs> do not age. Once you apply that classic Morgan Freeman voice to a movie soundtrack, it becomes a more. And it can never be replaced. Yeah, I, guess, okay. I just miss my friend. <laughs> no more, and it's it's just one of those great movies. You know what? Other movies were really good. Lethal Weapon, all the different Lethal Weapon movies. Yeah, I, you know it's it's funny. It's like I, I remember the the last Lethal Weapon movie that they did, and I got to be honest, I really hope they don't try to do another one again. No. Um, because they're just too old. Uh, I mean, you know, yeah, shit. Danny Glover's character was saying, I'm getting too old for this shit in 1987. What the hell would he say in 2021? <laughs> I'm uh, dead. 
Um, but like uh, the last movie came out when b- before Gene Siskel of Siskel and Eber, you know, passed away. Mm-hmm. And I remember he like gave a quote where uh, he gave it thumbs down and he had given all the Lethal Weapon movies thumbs down. And he said that he asked Danny Glover, is this going to be the last Lethal Weapon movie? And Danny Glover said yes. And he said to him, good or something like that. I enjoy all the Lethal Weapon movies to various extents. Um, mm-hmm. The last one had too much jumping the shark moments. Uh, and maybe yeah, a little, little bit, yeah. And maybe a little too much Jet Li, to be honest. Um, but I in, I enjoy all of them. I, I would actually, I think I would actually say the second one's probably my favorite. So the one with the, uh, the the South African apartheid guys being the uh, the bad guys. So oh, okay. Yeah. Diplomatic immunity. <laughs> it's been revoked. <laughs> you know, talking oh, about boy. the great action movie one liner. So. Indeed. Indeed. Beverly Hills Cop. I think those are. Oh, think, yeah. yeah. I mean, those are definitely action comedies, like like the Rush Hour mm-hmm. movies, but the Beverly Hills Cop movies are, are, are. I find all three of them enjoyable, even the last one, which I know a lot of people love to rip on. I, I kind of love the fact that it's set mostly in a theme park. And there's one part there in the third one where he's like running away from the security guards who are after him. And he like, you know, jumps onto like the one ride and he cuts in front of like this couple. And the guy in the couple is George Lucas. <laughs> he's, he's all like, hey, he's like, sorry, guys. You know, and then they, they they just turn with like oh come on it's just it's quite hysterical that george lucas did a cameo in a movie like that the theme music was cool for beverly hills so yeah Yeah, it was that beverly hills cop had definitely has one of the most instantly recognizable theme musics of of any movie of of all time of all time so yeah it's like you hear that music everybody goes oh it's beverly hills cop music so um what about jason statham I'm he makes action it. movies. I'm so, only, yeah, I've only seen a few of his. Um, I only liked I only liked him in Hobbs and Shaw. I'm not a huge fan of his, but I liked him when he was in Hobbs and Shaw and when he was in the Fast and the Furious movies. So here's I the mean, thing he, with him: he's he's very just he's Steven Seagalish to me in the sense of yes. Yeah, you're not reason. That's a good comparison, Pat. Well, what I mean by that is I don't mean to say that his acting is on par with Steven Seagal because most people go, I think, pretty much agree that Steven Seagal's acting is... Yes, yes. What I mean is that his movies feel a lot like Steven Seagal movies in that, like, you know, it's like the one man who's pretty much going to use, like, his fists and his feet, uh, you know, his body to, you know... To, to do the fighting he's not really going to necessarily be picking up guns and knives and shit so yeah his action movies are very just man i can't even think of the word i want to say they're just they're odd they're just odd action like crank movies. right didn't he do one called crank yeah like you know, it's weird they're like weird yeah there was a couple of them he just crank has high voltage or something like that too yeah he just has weird action movies where they're just the the plots are just so out there. He, well, again, he gets, it's to be. He yeah, gets, but not not in that manner though. It's just I don't, I don't know. He gets the one liners in the Fast and the he got the one liners like he was the guy. Him and Dwayne both got one liners in the Fast and the Furious and in Hobbs and Shaw. So like he's a guy and that he they give the one liners to. So 
I mean, he can act too. I just like the the action movies he picks to do. I just, I it kind of baffles me at times. Yeah, I like I said, I'm not. I just like I I didn't really watch those movies. I've really only seen him in the Fast and Furious stuff, and I've enjoyed him in that in those. So yeah, I mean, he's just it just he has an odd choice of picking the movies that he is you know he's in. So you guys mentioned soundtrack to Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's also, not the song me and Pat were referring to. No, sure. I know. I know that's not the necessarily the theme's music, but um, I also have from that because I don't know. I, I for some reason I just really like that song, and I also liked this song. If you're listening to Kenny Loggins, you're probably watching an '80s movie. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I like I that knew song Joe a lot. would know that this song. song. Is awesome. I am down with that. <laughs> Little pointer sisters there. <laughs> the neutron dance. <laughs> Absolutely. And yes, I did pay for those songs, people, so don't try and sue us. No. <laughs> <laughs> you have to throw. Oh, man. Disclaimers in front of the video. <laughs> yeah. Disclaimer: These songs were bought on iTunes with my own money. Thank you. Damn. <laughs> Pat, what was your uh, wrestling thing you wanted to bring up? Yeah, because I think we're really kind of coming to the yeah. end of our show. There's not. I mean, there's a million different action movies that we could talk about and action stars, and it could go on and on. This could be like a four-hour session if we really right. wanted it to. But I think we've kind of hit on the really major ones major actors major movies you know so i think i think it's a good time to wrap it up and um are we gonna do we want to do a, a uh mount rushmore or do we just want to no you said we one? were gonna do a mount Rushmore. okay so i'm gonna to i'm gonna switch our favorite character oh no i'm gonna switch it up on you now <laughs> oh god no <laughs> it's a swerve bro <laughs> i'm swerving yes <laughs> so Pat, what was your wrestling thing that you did want to talk about? Well, so, you know, they did Shaq and, you know, big shows there now. And I mm. found that really hysterical to see that he was wearing some T-shirt that said something like, no more BS. Fucking terrible. Fucking horrible. Uh, I was no just more like, that's so stupid and so lame. I'm just like, give me a break. Yeah, I laughed when I saw it. He couldn't even say the name of the pay-per-view. He, like, boxed the name of the pay-per-view the other night. Good job, Big Show. I mean, I <laughs> I, I, uh, I will be blatantly honest. When I saw the screenshot of that shirt, I think my reaction was literally. <laughs> <laughs> but I see that they're teasing yes. big, huge, mega immense game changing me and joe actually talked about this before you guys got on earth shattering universe altering surprise 
for their really going that death with it, or did you just Sunday? exaggerate that? I told Joe that if it's not Brock Lesnar or John Cena, then it doesn't really matter that much. It's not that landscape change of an announcement. It's not going to be either of them. Mr. Mr. CM Punk has already said he, there's a Blackhawks game that day, so it's not him. So, um, yeah, I mean, nice. I, I, well, well, here's what here's what I wanted to say about it. Um, like uh, Cage Side Seats, which is one blog that I go to. I think it's Rob Van Dam, Pat. So, which 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 is part of the SB Nation thing. They basically speculated and said there's really only one of four names where it could really be some kind of earth shattering, big, huge. Rob Van Dam and Christian are on that list. Uh, well, I mean, they listed a whole shitload of people who it could be. Uh, Rob Van Dam was one of them. Christian was not because I think they. Well, no, actually, I'm sorry, Christian was. But they they mentioned there's really only four people who they could really see as that would really truly be earth shattering. Earth shattering. The Rock, John Cena, Brock Lesnar, and CM Punk. I. Definitely. It's not any of it's not it's not CM Punk, and there's no way The Rock would do that, especially after watching the, the Young Rock this show this week, where the, they did that shit to his mom or his grandma or whatever. There's no way The Rock would do that. So I I can't see it really being any of those four guys for very. Me neither. I will say this: Brock was the one person that could jump for the money. He's the only one that has no loyalty. So yeah. Um. If it did end up being punk, I'd start watching their show. I honestly would, because that would intrigue me enough. Brock, not really, because I wouldn't care about Brock wrestling any of those guys. You know, Brock's not like a character on his own. We know that he needs a mouthpiece and he wouldn't, well, he wouldn't necessarily have it in AEW. They could maybe find someone to pair with him, but I don't really. Not really. It's not, not going to be the I same. I don't really know who that would be, and nobody would be as good as Heyman, of course. Brock and Cena are WWE lifers. I just don't mm-hmm. see it. If I were to have to give a prediction of who I think it's going to be, you said Rob Van Dam. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say it's Kurt Angle. Mm. And again, so. Right, a broken freaking neck. Nothing against Kurt Angle, but he's how old now, and really probably shouldn't be wrestling. So here's here's the only thing they said. Tony Khan said it's a not somebody that's. He may sound like it's not somebody who's in the Hall of Fame. So he may sound like it's a Hall of Fame future Hall of Famer or something. He alluded to. So that's the only reason why I don't think it's Kurt Angle. Well, they said it's a Hall of Fame worthy talent. Okay. But to me, that sounds like somebody that's not in the Hall of Fame yet. That's what it sounds like to me. So that's that's what you could assume, yes. But I don't think it's necessarily safe to assume that. Just be the Sandman, right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if it's Rob Van Dam, I won't be. It's wait. Well, here's the thing. I, I like I said, I'm gonna say Kurt Angle, which to me is there's there's nothing game changing or altering about that. Same with Rob Van Dam. No, no, no. There's nothing. It's it's just like they do this stuff in wrestling. They're doing it for NXT next week, too. They're already like, oh, we're going to make an announcement that's going to change everything. And it's going to be there's going to be women's tag team titles in NXT. That's cool. That's not like life altering stuff. Yeah. So they do this with wrestling where they try to hype something up like it's a big deal. 
And usually it's, it's a disappointment. <laughs> the greatest wrestling match of all time. I, I just really think it's going to be a top indie guy who's technically a free agent right now. And yeah, is just going that, to, and, and just wrestling at different promotions, you know, getting yeah, paid per appearance. Yeah, that's what again, I think that, it is. That, that, that's not, you know, it's, that's not like, you know, game changing, universe altering, you know, so. So I, I just wanted to say that because I mean I'm at least intrigued just to see who it is. I'm, I mean that I'm could not be gonna, the swerve though too. I, I'm, I'm not going to well, order the pay per view, but it, I will. Could, I will pay attention it, to see who it ends up being. It could just be the big show. He could say I'm I'm it's me myself because and I that would suck. <laughs> I, don't know, I just I just this is going back so far now. But I just remember the last time that they were really hyping up a huge surprise for this was at one of the WCW pay-per-views in 2000. And the, the surprise ended up being that Goldberg turned heel, which was terrible. Yeah. So, <laughs> Sounds about right. Like, I, I, I've, come, I, I've just come to expect that any time that anybody, doesn't matter what organization, what promoter, booker, on-screen authority figure, promises some huge, big change like this, I, I'm just like, well, it's going to suck. I mean, this could be to me. I also, I just think it's a top indie guy or or somebody from New Japan coming over. Maybe they're gonna bring Enzo in, Mister Enzo. Maybe. So speaking of that, that they're wrestling. That, that yeah, is, they were somewhere. Him and Cass were somewhere like a week yeah. ago. They're, they're my other out of the box. Out of my, they're the, they're the other out of the box thought because they, big Cass just started wrestling again. Um. So nobody gives a shit about the two of them though at this point. I mean, they're, I mean, I don't, they're not games, they're not game changers really. So no, they're they're, no. they're most certainly not game changers. If but, Cass is the person in the ladder match that they're advertising, that makes more sense. He fits more as the their surprise person that's going to be in the ladder match. That fits a little bit more there. Yeah. All right. So let's get on with it. Let's What's your talk. swerve? Oh, just, 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 just give me a second. <laughs> so it is the coming to the end of our show, which means it is time for Mount Rushmore. And Mount Rushmore this week is going to be our favorite action movie of all time. So, yes, we're not going with favorite action character. We're going with favorite action movie. And I'll be perfectly honest, it's because I have been so busy that I could not uh, pinpoint an action character, so I had to cop out, and that's why we're swerving it. <laughs> <laughs> I could still do that, too. That doesn't matter. <laughs> lazy mother. Yeah, that is very true. Uh, <laughs> so I'll go first, since, I'm kinda t- since I threw you guys off and I had time to think about this for myself. I am going to go with Enter the Dragon. Now, I know it's kind of on the edge of not action more you know kung fu you know spy movie but when it comes down to it it's still an action movie because uh the amount of action in it whether it's the tournaments that you know the tournament that they're doing whether it's the scene where he gets into the underground lair or the fight scene with the the boss at the end of the of the at the end of the film enter the dragon by far for me is the one of those movies that I can watch over and over and over again and not get bored with it and be able to enjoy it every single time. Even I know, even though I know exactly what's going to happen, it's never boring to me. Like I can't wait to sit down. Now my son will probably never 
like that movie. He'll probably like dad. This movie sucks, but I can't wait to sit (laughs) down with him and watch that movie and say, this is dad's favorite movie and probably one of my favorite action stars, even though his career was so short lived. Um, I mean, he died at, uh, died at 33. I mean, that was freaking crazy. Um, So, but that is definitely my pick is enter the dragon. All right. Who would like to go next? Joe, you got one. AJ or Darth Pat? I'm going to be the first person to pick the same movie uh, twice on uh, <laughs> Mount Rushmore. Then you can go next then. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm taking Fast Five again. So, I mean, I just picked it for the for the, when we did the wrestling movie thing. I was actually excited, Jeremy, because you were going to make me pick a character from... <laughs> You were going to make me pick a character from the Fast and the Furious instead of a specific movie. So now I'm picking the same movie I picked the last time we did this, essentially. So well, you can I, mean, I, could, I could take the whole, just all of them. I could just take the whole, the whole like eight movies up to this point because I, I really do like all of them. So, but I would have, I was actually going to pick, I wasn't going to pick Luke Hobbs. I was going to pick Brian O'Connor because Paul Walker is the reason why I started watching the series in the first place. So, right. and that would have been an awesome one. That, that would have been, that's a really good pick. So maybe I'll throw that up as the uh, honorable mention for your, uh, for the, uh, what was going to be our Mount Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no fat. I, I, for the fast and furious movies for me, I didn't really weigh in this when we talked about those, like for me, those movies just got to a point and I would still watch them, but it's like when they were pulling down the plane and just the stuff that's getting just like too unbelievable. Like these are just cars. Like they still only weigh so much weight, you know, so they can't just do whatever they want to because they, they put a turbo in this car and now can fly across the Canyon. Like, like the one where Dom's dry, where is he in um, Cuba or, um, where he's at the movie starts off he's in cuba or something like that okay that's that this up. is the this is the fan the, that's just the fast and the furious that's the, the fourth one i believe you're talking about is that that's the one where he goes to jail at the end it, it might be i think so but that's just the one like the craziness jeremy's talking about is where he's like there and he races some dude's car and he's got this beat up car and he like pulls the fucking bumper off and he rigs the thing like i watched the show like it's a mythbuster show and he like talked about that and they're like that shit is so off the wall fake that shit can never happen with the car he can, <laughs> he can never make the car do that because the car would fucking blow up in like 10 seconds um but just like something that's so crazy and off the wall he turns the car around and wins backwards nah the car can't go that fast backwards it's not happening maybe about 40 miles an hour if you slam it to the floor and that would be scary-ass driving backwards that fast. <laughs> yeah, most cars, I think it's like, it's the reverse is geared to do like 35 to 40. And that's it. So if you're driving that fast, if they're doing that fast, because other cars are doing like five miles an hour. To make it look <laughs> <Yeah>. like <it's> 
that's uh, like that's like that's almost like them dunking on eight foot rims and above the rim and stuff like in basketball movies oh, yeah. when they're dunking on eight foot rims instead of real 10 foot hoops. <laughs> <laughs> what they don't show is there's the trampolines yes that they're jumping off of for the 10 foot rim and i like above the rim i loved above the rim but they're definitely dunking on eight foot rims in that movie so <laughs> eight nine feet something like that yeah absolutely. tupac no way tupac's dunking on a 10 foot rim ever so <laughs> not without a ladder <laughs> <laughs> oh man darth pat do you have a favorite action movie um yes I mentioned it kind of briefly in passing before, but uh, this movie holds a special significance for me because it was the first R-rated movie I ever went to go see by myself. Ooh. Back in the summer of 1997 when I was 16 and lied to them about how old I was because this was at the time where they were just starting to ask if you were 17 to see an R-rated movie. They weren't asking for ID. They were just asking, are you 17? <laughs> and yeah. I was 16, so I was just all like, yeah. Like, why are you asking me? And you're already anyway. a giant, so who's going to deny the fact that you're 17? You're already the big show. <laughs> no yeah. more BS. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, uh, that movie was Con Air. Uh, I just always enjoyed that movie because, again, I like it. I like that movie a lot too. R ridiculous, ridiculous plot. Uh, lots of you know memorable characters, most of whom were bad guys who you can't wait to see get killed in the end. Mm -hmm. uh, prime Nicolas Cage in terms of not only is this only like a year or two after he won the Oscar, but he's like, all right, I'm going to do a Southern. I'm going to do a Southern accent and I'm going to have long hair. It's going to be great. <laughs> and his Southern accent was terrible. And, and number four, he gets to see Steve Muscemi drinking tea and coffee with fucking doll. Yeah. So. yeah that's great. Um, like I remember, I remember one review of it, uh, you know, describing the look of Cage's character and everything as like, uh, as a, Christ gone Rambo. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, accurate. <laughs> um, but you know, John Malkovich is entertaining as hell. Yes, you know, as the main villain, and then yes, I also really like the interaction between uh, John Cusack as like the uh, the agent who realizes that Cage is trying to help, and uh, Cole Meany from from Star Trek as the uh, as the Dick. Uh, agent and everything um so it's just it's just very entertaining and like i said it just it really has all the uh it has all like those great action movie uh you know like like you know check marks that like that i mentioned like my favorite one-liner is like uh where like the drug dealer guy is supposed to be helping the convicts escape but he's like just doing it just to get himself broken out and they the convicts realize that because you only had like a little like like four passenger plane at the uh at the airfield instead of like a one that could take like all of them and everything and like the plane like crashes and it's covered in gas and he like stumbles out and he's like sigh oh nara and he like flicks the cigarette into the gas you know and everything so uh yeah i've just always really enjoyed that movie that's I, a good that's movie I, pat i that's a good movie 
Yeah, it's one I could put on and just sit there and just watch it and just like, you know, really turn your brain off for two hours, but just have fun watching it. Mm-hmm. All right, Theo, that leaves you, sir. <clears throat> so, did you have switched it up on me, you jackass? <laughs> <laughs> it's not really that. It's it's not really that difficult to be honest. Hey, so I when you, hey, just when you think you've got the answers, he changes the question. Oh, I know. So, <clears throat> same movie Jeremy uh, mentioned is is one type of action movie I like. War movies are another probably my top favorite action movies. So I I pick Rambo, First Blood Part Two. Um, as that, I just, I really liked that movie when I was a kid, I watched a lot of war shows. Um, you know, um, I just, it was just kind of something military thing. My dad was in the army and stuff like that. So, you know, that was kind of another thing. He watched a lot of old Westerns. He watched John Wayne. He lost, he watched a lot of military movies as well john wayne was a lot of military movies so it's kind of why i started watching military movies so like the action movies when they started you know becoming more popular and whatnot in the 80s that was just my favorite action movie war movie no matter how crazy or how unrealistic some of that shit might have been mm-hmm. it was cool you know the era where he puts the tip out of it that fucking blows up and he blows people up with shooting the bow and arrow <laughs> and the guys are like yeah that's some sweet ass shit and the machete too that fucking knife he had my dad had one like that and i was like yeah that knife is some badass shit i remember he used to, they used to sell those as the collector's items real knives but just like like 80 bucks for this fucking rambo fucking knife and shit like that and it came with the little the the flint and the the, the, the stuff to to sharpen the blade and all that stuff. I think that's done. Yeah. Those things were awesome. That, so Rambo first both part two. That's, that's, that's probably, that's, that's my movie. And nice. since you fucking had to switch it up, I'm going to tell you who the person I was going to pick was. <laughs> so the person I'm going to pick is John wick, because oh. if I'm going to get dropped off in a foreign country and the scenario <laughs> is I have to save the love of my life John motherfucking Wick is coming with me. <laughs> That's who I'm bringing to help me rescue them and get the fuck out. Very nice. <laughs> John Wick. Thank you. Pat, did you have one for our for the uh, original proposed Mount Rushmore? Uh, no, I hadn't really thought about it. Okay. <laughs> so two of us were uh, were being lazy bastards. <laughs> we'll just we'll just say we'll just say Indiana Jones for Pat because this is one time to use him. So we'll just say Pat would have picked Indiana Jones. Yeah, I'll be honest. If I didn't pick Indiana Jones, I'd probably I'd probably go just as cliche and just like pick like James Bond. So. <laughs> All right. So our either Mount- of those is a good pick, Pat. So so our Mount Rushmore this week for favorite action movie is Enter the Dragon, Fast Five, Con Air, and Rambo First Blood Part Two. As you can see, just as goofy, uh, uh, just as crazy and different as we are, so are our movie picks uh, for, for this week with action movies. So uh, we just want to thank everybody for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. We have a lot of fun doing this, even when it's something like this, which is so broad, so vast, you know, so many different movies you could pick from, talk about. 
narrow it down to a couple, couple, couple people, a couple different genres here. Have fun with it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We do appreciate you guys tuning in wherever you get to see this. You know, if you're catching on YouTube, make sure you're, you know, hitting the like button, hitting the notification button, subscribing to our channel. So you never, never miss an episode. And so we know what you're out there. Leave a comment, drop a comment with uh, something that you liked about the show this week. Uh, if you're catching us on uh, Apple podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, um, uh, Amazon music or iHeartRadio now. Uh, yes, yeah, you drop that. You drop that. I like we're iHeartRadio. Yes, Sweet. we are on there now too, and hopefully soon we'll be on Pandora podcast podcast too. Uh, soon, hopefully, um, you know, reach out to us however you can and give us a like. You know, go over to the to YouTube channel and find us there. You can find all of our different stuff under Four Guys Roundtable Show. It's very easy to find. Uh, it's everywhere, just like that. Four Guys Roundtable Show. Once again, thank you for guys for tuning in. And until next time, we say good evening, good afternoon, good morning, and we'll catch you on the next episode.